Dealing with family and in-laws. Hey, everybody. My name is Pastor B. Wallace. And I'm Keontae McDonald, and you're tuned into Simplify Complexity Relationship Podcast. All right, so we want to welcome you to another day of the podcast, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing. We're so honored that you can join us and, and be here with us. And, and so what we want to do first is encourage you, please go to the website, simplifycomplexity.org. There you can find more information about us and, and just continue to support us. Um, also, you can go and get our free relationship resource. I've been so encouraged. Some of you have been going on there and taking advantage of that. Hey, it is free. All you have to go to is the website and uh, there you'll get the instructions as to how to download that free relationship resource to be a blessing to you. Finally, if you you have not had a chance to get a copy you know we got christmas coming up it's a great time mm -hmm. for gifts and so you haven't had a chance to get a copy of my book chasing happily ever after it's available on amazon we want you to do that and also you know it's, it's that time of year when people start cooking right uh Keontae? it's that time of the year and, you and know so we you know that your wife did a, a great 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 cookbook and so where, where yes. can people find that at yeah so you can go to amazon and you can actually just search cookography so that's cookography, like bookography, right. um, and pretty much her. That's that her book is the only one with that title so far. Once you click on it, you'll you see it. her just stunning um, in a background in the kitchen cooking up. There you go, so, yeah, hype go. up with the wife, hype up the wife. Right, right, right. So yeah, yeah. Go ahead and grab that resource because just like B said, you know, it's it's some great recipes in there. Something you might want to shell out when you know when you go into a family gathering and be like, "Wow, look what I got!" You know what I mean? Right. So. Great resource. There it is. So uh, with that being said, please subscribe. If you haven't had a chance to subscribe, hit the like button. Uh, we definitely want you to do that. So family and in-laws, man, oh, man, oh, man. I mean, where, where, where do we start with that one, man? It's a, so, it's, it's a deep subject. Deep it's, subject. It's, definitely, it's definitely a deep <laughs> subject. So why don't you go ahead and, and, and jump in on that, man, as you talk about family and in-laws. Uh, what, what comes to your mind when you... you like I'm just interested. What's the first thing you know when you talk about in-laws and, and family, especially in the, the couple marriage dynamics? Uh huh. Well, the first thing for me is this doesn't pertain to me, but you have the monster in-laws. Um, I always hear that like in the movies where you know what I mean, where people just have like these terrible experiences with their in-law. Not 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 me, of course, because yeah, you know, I have some of the greatest in-laws. You the better sun. say that. At least, uh -huh. at, least, at, least on, at least on record, you better say that. <laughs> but you know, no. But like you know, that that's what comes to mind because I also too in passing with you know people, coworkers or friends, you know, I hear stories of like them not getting along with their father-in-law. The, the wife not getting along with the mother-in-law and I don't know that's just it's just foreign and kind of crazy to me but yeah that's what comes to mind first for me it, it could it could definitely be difficult and I think anytime you add people you know um yeah. anytime you add more dynamics you know then it just becomes more challenging because we're challenging, you know, and you just think about all the things that, that people have to deal with with inside of relationships, just the two of them. But now when you have mothers and fathers and mother-in-laws and father-in-laws and uncles and nieces and, and all these things, and then let alone if, you know, I think we all have a couple like people with this side of our family that, you know, they, they're not all there. They, they just have extra. They just got, and there we go. We usually yeah. use the word extra. I think we all have just family members that are just extra. And so they just put that little extra inside of your relationship. And sometimes it can, it can really be challenging. And so I think this is a great episode, especially as we kind of step into the holidays. I think a lot of times during this time, we spend a little bit more time or see more of that mm -hmm. extended family, more of those in-laws. And so how do we navigate it? How do we deal with it? And so the, the first thing 
thing that I wanted to talk about was actually is don't ignore it. That's that's my first point is okay. ignoring it and is not necessarily the route that you want to go. So you have to deal with it. You have to deal with it. And so that's why we're having this whole discussion. And so my encouragement is don't ignore it. Don't think it's, a, it's just going to be this thing that's just going to kind of go away. And and so if you, here's the thing about in-laws and family is you might have a problem and maybe your spouse doesn't. Or mm-hmm. maybe your spouse has a problem and maybe you don't. And, and so in this situation, oftentimes I've found that it's kind of a little bit one-sided. And so you can't ignore it. You have to talk about it. That's kind of going on to the other things that we're going to talk about. But that, that's yeah. my main point. The thing is, is that deal with it. Don't ignore it because I think sometimes we can approach it to where we just kind of, well, just wishful thinking. If we don't bring it up, if we just kind of let time deal with it. And, and I, normally that doesn't work. Normally it becomes this pestering thorn that ends up coming back up. That's good. Yeah, I actually want to piggyback on that because uh, one of my points is just to have the communication, the dialogue. Yeah. Um, I think oftentimes, like, you know, not even in just in marriage, but even in like the dating or, you know, the data collecting phase, sometimes we're just so interested in a person and we're trying to get to know them that we kind of like, we don't breeze, we just breeze over like, well, what is your family like? What is your family dynamic like, you yeah. know? And, you know, how are you raised and so on and so forth. Um, you know, from that dialogue, we get, we then get, you know, the information that we're looking for about their family life. And, um, you know, as you continue to date and then if you get married, you know what I mean? When dealing with family, you know, especially like your spouse's family, if there's something that like is kind of awry for you, oftentimes, I don't think a lot of people really can be like on, you know, just communicate that straight up. We just kind of just let it mull over. Like you said, we don't deal with it. You know what I mean? I think that's a great time to have that communication with your spouse. Like, hey, you know, I've seen this and this, or this bothers me, or I'm a little confused on this because, you know, talking to your spouse and gaining that information with that communication, you gain insight onto, you know, how a family, you know, acts and the the dynamic of that family and so on and so forth. So the more information you gain, the more understanding you you can be and that can help you deal with um you know a different the, the extra, of, of the, the family extra dynamic <laughs> yeah well, I, I like that you said that because you know that that's a coin that um we phrase with the with the side of my book chasing happily ever after because we talk about that whole data collecting so if you hear us mention data collecting like what does that mean we're talking about that phase of dating when you're trying to determine is this the person i want to marry and so we call that the data collecting phase and so if you, again if you haven't had a chance to get the book you know, definitely get mm-hmm. it because we talk about that. And inside of that phase, you know, I really challenge people that you do need to communicate because there are things that are in our lives that play a part with inside of marriages. They play a part inside of relationships. And so you do need to have those type of discussions as to, you know, what is that family dynamic like? You know, do you plan on having your mom um, maybe, or your dad live with you at any time, or, you know, I'm just saying those are yeah, what, what happens at retirement age, you know, what, what is, what is kind of the plan? Those are things that need to be discussed. So that way you're not just being blindsided. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. that's what happens with inside of relationships is people get married. I think you were talking about this with a, a friend or, um, is, is that people get married and all of a sudden they're blindsided as to that in-law or the, 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 yeah. the other family dynamics. And so that communication 
piece is really important to kind of prevent those blindsiding. And here's the thing. Once you get engaged, you even have deeper discussions. You go a little bit deeper. And you, know, you, don't, you don't want to say too much inside the dating phase. But, you know, you just want to keep communicating, communicating, communicating. Did you want right, to right, right. say more on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, just uh, what you're bringing up too with the with a friend. Yeah. So the the story I had is from um it, it's from one of the husbands in like my Facebook group. Um, and he was just saying like you know pretty much he was dating his wife and you know they talked candidly about family but not really going into detail. And now that they're married, they've been married for two years and now they're like going around their her family more. And he's like, whoa, you know, this is a lot of stuff going on in her family that I wasn't privy to you know beforehand. Um, and it was it was just a lot of crazy stuff. Or whatnot. But, you know, the main idea that he was just trying to bring forth was that, you know, he didn't take the time to really, you know, convert, you know, converse about her family side and, you know, early on in their dating phase. And now that they're married and you're kind of obligated, like, you know, Thanksgiving, this all came up, I'm guessing, from Thanksgiving and his experience right. over there. <laughs> you know what I mean, now that you're around a family, you're like, kind of like, what, you know, what, what did I get myself into? Um, you know, but as, as like I said, you, you want to really converse with that and, and really kind of gain insight and get the, you know, the understanding and the details of how a family works or, you yeah. know, what they may, may, may be going through. Because like I said, that can help you deal with it more, help you kind of, you know, navigate through those times where you have to, you know, you know, be on her, with her family during a Thanksgiving or Christmas because it's going to come up. You know, it's inevitable. You know, we all have families and we want to spend that time together. So you want to get as much detail, much understanding, much understanding, as much insight as you possibly can so that you can navigate that comfortably when the time comes up. Yeah. Now, the, the part that I want to bring up and kind of my uh, second point is this, is that you got to prioritize your relationship, your marriage, and then you have to prioritize how that fits in with family, friends, and work, and other things like that. What do I mean by yeah. that? Well, first, I want to go through a scripture, and one of the scriptures that we have is in Matthew chapter 19. Um, and so in Matthew chapter 19, Jesus begins to speak, and he says, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female, and said, Therefore, a man shall leave, that's the key word I want to get to, leave his father and his mother, and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. I bring mm -hmm. this up because there are challenges with inside in-laws. There's challenges with inside of families is because we begin to put people in the wrong priority position. You begin yeah. to kind of hold your mom who now for your spouse might be, you know, the mother-in-law. And, and so you might end up holding that father-in-law or those people that that brother or brother-in-law. And now you're kind of placing them above your spouse when it comes to the decisions you make, it comes to the attention that you give. And that's where you are wrong. You got to make that mm -hmm. adjustment. Jesus said, God says that you leave that part. You're no longer one with necessarily that part of your family, your mother, your father, and your brothers and sisters, but you're now one. There's a new unit, and that's with your spouse. And so that mental adjustment, that spiritual adjustment, that physical adjustment needs to begin to take place as you understand that, hey, when I get married, I'm making a commitment that my wife goes above my parents, my wife goes above my friends, exactly. my wife goes above my uh, brothers and sisters, my aunties, my nephews, and all of them, and vice versa. My husband goes before my mother and my father, my grandmother, all those things. It doesn't mean that you're not having respect. It doesn't mean that you don't love them, but 
it does mean that there is a priority that you have to set in place. And I think oftentimes the in-laws become an issue, especially like the mother-laws and you said the monster-laws is because we don't have that priority in check. Yeah. And this is something yeah. that you need to do between you and God first. You want to jump on that, man? Yeah, I think the, uh, the key word that you use, and I think it's a great word, is priority. Because yeah. oftentimes, like I say, even when you go into like, to the dating phase, I've heard women say like a red flag for them is like a guy who's like too much of a mama's boy or something like that. And, you know, I mean, necessarily it doesn't have to really be a red flag, but the word priority does need to come into the mix. Yeah. Because if you do go further and you guys get engaged and you get married, the priority needs to be there that, okay, you know, you, you know, you love your mom, you want to do stuff for your mom, but, you know, my needs come first because I'm your wife. We are now yeah. cleaved together. We're now one unit. Um, so <laughs> that's why I think the word priority is so good because I have to learn that even in my experience. You know, I come from yeah. a single parent home. Um, I'm the oldest. So, you know, my mom's kind of always like relied on me and, you know, I've always tried to help her out. But once I got married, I had to understand like, okay, I now have a financial obligation to my wife. I now have a time obligation to my wife and I just can't be the becking call of my mom for each and every little thing. You know what I mean? If it's messing yeah. the dynamic of my marriage. You know what yeah. I mean? So you have to put that priority in perspective. And that's why I think that's the key word. Yeah. Well, and, and so I want to build on that because now I want to build with the communication piece that you talked about is once you're able to understand what those priorities are, once you're able to, to understand what is the proper order. Now, as you begin to communicate, as we talked about earlier, the key thing that you want to do with inside of that communication is you need to set boundaries. So how mm -hmm. does it play out as you begin to talk about priority is, as you mentioned, when it comes to time, when it comes to decision making, when it comes to the things that you do with inside your home, who's going to do what, where are we going to be? You as a couple, you need to talk, you need to communicate and you need to set boundaries. And so, you know, what it might be is it might say, hey, mom can come, dad can come, but mom, they, they need to kind of come and stay for a week. Them staying for a month. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know that there's a boundary there. Real, like like we, we could deal with mom for a week. We could deal with mom for maybe two weeks. But after two weeks, mom got to go. Like, you know, mother-in-law got to go. But my father-in-law, uncle yeah. got to go. And I think that's where, you know, especially like when you have like brothers or sisters or cousins come stay and all of a sudden they're like now part of the family. It's like, wait a minute. I didn't sign up for your sister to be living with us for, you know, hey, I know we want to help her get on her feet. But, you know, we, we need to work with your brother as he's trying to get on his feet like what's the timeline and and those are communication i'm just mm -hmm. can we can we keep it real right real. those are real. things that need to be talked about and there needs to be boundaries and so if you're gonna say you know in that situation hey your brother can stay here for a month then you need to stick with it that's what y'all communicated and, and and so therefore when you know the end of the month well you know because because i you know I, I have some of them peoples <laughs> And, you know, and then peoples, then peoples will take advantage of you. Then peoples yeah. will turn one month into two months and three into three, and all of a sudden it's like a year, and they still with you. And 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 so you know, you you have to to make sure that your marriage, your relationship is the priority. And if anything, and I'm going to get to you, if anything is coming between you and is starting to bring division, then you got to look at that thing and say, okay, that thing got to go. Because mm -hmm. our marriage, after God, our marriage is the most important thing. 
What you got? Man, man I, I, like I said, I want to give another experience, man, because like I said, you you being real and people deal with it. I want to help some people out because this this really might bless you. Um, you know, during when COVID first started, um, a couple of my siblings, um, they ran into some financial issues. You know what I mean? With loss of jobs and things of that nature, where you know they ended up, you know, coming to stay with me, and my wife. Now, granted, God has blessed me with a nice house and you know extra room where I can you know I can have somebody up in here. But the number one thing that me and my wife discussed before they moved in here was timeline. Not only just the timeline, we actually drafted a contract, a written contract. Come on, with come on. You're, gonna, you're helping somebody right now. You're exactly. helping somebody. Said dates, the exp- expectation, you got to go to church with it. You know what I mean? All that stuff in this contract, have them sign it, read over it before they moved in here, and that way you have an obligation. And guess what? After that time, you know, um, with the contract, my siblings, they were able to move out. Actually, they got their own house now, 15 minutes away from me, and they've been thriving for a year. And I think think, you know, it's really because we didn't really coddle them. We didn't carry them. Like you said, you helping somebody get on their feet. That doesn't mean you have to just continue to carry them because they're never going to land. You got to help somebody land and give them the good footing of, 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 you know, where to go and how to get there. So I think it'll really bless you if you're in that situation. (laughs) I mean, set you up a contract and some guidelines. And also it's good to have it out, to have it written out because you can go back to it. It's not just that, well, I remember you said, or I thought you said, that's it's right here written. Um, yeah. So I, I just wanted to bless somebody with that. That, that might be able to help you out. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that's good. That's good. Especially nowadays, you know, with like wonky law, especially like in um, California, man, we have some crazy laws, man, where we just allow people to squat and like, how oh, does that yeah. even work, man? It's like, squat, you, you can break, domain, you can break into stuff, a yeah. place, you broke into the place, right? Unlawful entry. And just because you've been squatting there for like three months, now all of a sudden it's like, oh no, I this reached the timeline. And so it's like <laughs> yeah. having having things written down just I think is even a better way to go when it comes to wonky laws. And and I, I like what you said. We don't want to enable people. And, and and sometimes we end up enabling people and it's to the detriment. And that's the key thing I want to get yep. to. It's to the detriment of your marriage. And anything that is becoming a detriment to your marriage, you have to begin to make adjustments to. Now, obviously, kids are, are a little bit different. Kids can be challenging. Mm-hmm. But even so, kids don't be go above before your marriage. And so as your marriage is solidified and strong, so the kids will also be blessed by that. And so you don't want to all of a sudden put the needs of your kids above your spouse. And, and yeah. so you have to definitely find that priority. Doesn't mean you ignore their needs. It just means that you have those priorities. You have those things in order. The, the last thing I want to mention is this, and I want to read another scripture in Ephesians chapter four, uh, verse two. It says, "With all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bear with one another in love, endowing one another, or to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace." And and so we do want to strive to be in peace. We do want to love one another. And and so I think after you've done that situation where you're dealing with it, you're not ignoring it, you're prioritizing your family. As Keontae said, you're communicating, you're setting boundaries. You also need to communicate. And that's kind of what you had talked about, which I I, I want to say as my last point, is you got to communicate those boundaries to family and stick with them. And I think those are the two things. Sometimes there's there's some hard conversations that are just hard to have. And sitting Mm -hmm. down with your mom and just saying, hey, mom, like you're tripping. Sometimes that's a hard conversation. Obviously, you want to be respectful. You want to be able to, to, it's not saying that you don't love your mom or love your dad, but those are conversations that need to be had. And I think sometimes the family dynamics, the in-law dynamics is challenging because 
that conversation is not happening. Maybe you mm-hmm. and your spouse are communicating, but once you guys come up with a plan that that communicating of saying, hey, you're, you're crossing the line there, that's not happening. And so therefore it's allowing that person to continue to encroach over those boundaries and now abuse comes in. And that's where we gotta make sure that we set the boundaries, but we stick with them. People are gonna constantly, and this is so important, people are gonna constantly push and push and push. And, and if you allow them to continue to step over those boundaries, then they'll keep doing it. And so you have to stick with them because here's the hard part with inside the relationship dynamic. Yeah. If you let, let, let's go to back to you and Keontae, these were these are your family members. Right. They're not Christians. Right. And, and right, so right, therefore right. she's trusting you as you guys had this conversation. You guys talked. You guys set the boundaries. She's really looking for you to enforce it. Mm-hmm. It's not on yeah. her to enforce it because you're putting your wife in a compromising situation to where now she has to be the bad guy before your family. And I think mm-hmm. that's wrong where we have to understand that, wait a minute, that's my family. That, that's your mom. That, that's yeah. your sister. That's your brother. That's your uncle. You know what I mean? And so you have to be the person that communicates and really sticks with it and set those boundaries. Don't put your wife up. Don't put your husband up in a compromising situation where they have to be the, the enforcer. No, no. You need to step up to the plate and you need to enforce those things. You need to have those, those talks, that communication. That's all I got, man. That's, that's all I got. That's good. Um, my last my last um, you know, uh, topic would be to actually be sensitive um, to your spouse, spouse's family. Um, And what I mean by that is uh, another experience of mine. uh, Now, like I said, I I come from a single parent home. Um, Before I got married, I lived with my mom up until I got married. You know what I mean? Um, I'm the oldest of seven. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it was always a full house. And once I got married, I just wanted to kind of just be by myself, you know, have my own space. You know what I mean? And I granted, I love my mom. Yeah, I love my family and I love seeing them or whatnot. But I just needed the time. Yeah, I needed some time away. Now, my wife, on the other hand, she wanted to go see like her parents and her family almost like every weekend. And what I had to come to realize and be sensitive to is that unlike my mom, you know, who's kind of close in age to me, we have a 18 year difference. My wife's parents are much older. So I had to become sensitive to the fact that, okay, she has older parents. So she wants to spend as much time with them as possible. You know, they're getting up at age and not able to really do stuff anymore and, and be here and there. So she's trying to maximize that time. And I really had to really come, come to understand that and, you know, and have a talk with her. Like, okay, okay, like, oh, I can I can see where you're coming from now, you know, and, you know, and me not being selfish and just wanting my own space and, you know, us to be together and have our own time away to actually spend that time with her family and come to understand what she's feeling and just be there for, you know, as they continue to age and progress in age and really like encourage her, like, you know, let's, let's go, you know, chill with your family. Let's go do X, Y, and Z. So I think there needs to be a sensitivity there with family because I'm sure somebody is probably dealing with that too, the age dynamic or... Or, you know, you might be dealing in a, with a situation. I have a friend who, you know, his spouse's father passed away, you know, when she was very young. So, you know, the dynamic of not having that parent there as well, that's another, you know, impact that you could just kind of communicate and dialogue through. So I would just kind of have that sensitivity and softness when it comes to dealing with family and in-laws. Yeah, that's good. It's just a matter of communicating. And, and, and it's that selflessness, it's that sacrifice. 
and and as you're going through that you know there there's compromise that happens there you know it's mm -hmm. just during this time where it's like okay well we're gonna go here for thanksgiving and then we're gonna go here for christmas or maybe all of a sudden you're going three places on christmas day you know it, <laughs> yeah. it's just it, it, it's just part of what you do as you make that sacrifice as you said to be sensitive and, and, and so you definitely want to be sensitive. You definitely want to communicate and kind of work on those things. So, man, if this has been a blessing to you, you know, please let us know if, if we shared anything that, you know, you thought was great. Put it in the comment section. Uh, share this with somebody else if you really think it could be a blessing to them. Also, don't forget to go to the website, simplifycomplexity.org. Check out some of the resources there. We do have our free relationship assessment. And, and so and don't forget. Christmas time, gifts time. So please yep. go check out uh, my book, Chasing Happily Ever After. Give that as a gift to be a blessing to somebody. And then um, cook. Uh, Cookography. So check out my wife's book. And my wife has a, a cookbook with a bunch of beautiful recipes in there. Yep. And it's called Cookography. Cookography. Uh, Both of them yeah, are so check it out on, on Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, yep. good stuff. All right, we're going to go ahead and pray. Um, go ahead, Conti. You want to close the prayer? Yeah, no problem. Uh, Father, for, first and foremost, Lord, we just come to you, Father. We just thank you for this time, Lord. We thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for this podcast, Father. We ask yes, that you yes. just continue to bless our listeners, Father, um, especially on this topic of family and in-law, Father. We know that family is important, Father. And we, you know, we can't choose the family that we have, Father. It's a family you bless us with, Father. Um, and especially coming together, leaving and cleaving, Lord. We, we, we obtain family from our, our spouse's side, Father. And Lord, we ask that you just continue to just help us, Lord, to navigate, Lord. Lord, through the issues, through dialogue, through conversation, through communication, Lord, um, that we just come to a general consensus of, of how to live together in harmony, Lord, in peace, Father. So we ask that you just continue to bless our listeners, Father. We ask that you just continue to bless this podcast, Father, and this platform that you've given us, Lord. Um, and just bless the rest of this day and this year, Lord, as we get closer to closing it out, Father. In your son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Amen. God bless you. God keep you. Until next time. It doesn't matter where you're from or who you be. East Coast, West Coast, it doesn't matter to me. Up north, down south, we're all family around the world or across the seas. You can be Dutch, German, French, African, Jewish, Slavic, Greek, Italian, English, Portuguese, Asian, Hispanic, or even Romanian. Rich or poor, big or small, young or old, short or tall. I said it before and I'll say it again. If Christ is in you, then all of us are kings. In the house of the Lord, this is what you come for. Stand up, stand up, your hands.